0: God did not spend the everlasting ages in sublime, solitary, masterly inactivity. He had a word with him, equal to himself, the reflex image of his own person. That God from everlasting loved is an idea with which we are all familiar enough. It is the prominent idea that correlates father and son. But in the text, Jesus Christ is presented not as the son, but as the word. Accordingly, the main idea is not God as love, but God as mind. Not only God loved from eternity, but he thought from eternity. He thought as intensely as he loved. Isn't that exciting? Because sometimes, honestly, in modern uh, Christianity, we think you can have have love without thought. Or you can have thought without love. And and that would be denying the nature of God. Because his love is according to knowledge. And it's deeply reasonable. Not only God loved from eternity, but he thought from eternity. He thought as intensely as he loved. Hence, the word, infinite as himself. And here's another. uh, He's commenting on the word was with God, which we'll get to in a second. The word was with God. The concentrated, personal embodiment of, of all the divine thoughts the consecrated concentrated concentrated, personal so it's not an impersonal force In see in eastern religion they've kind of come a little bit close to this with they have this thing called the om om and if you get to recognize it you'll see it all over the place these days even on bumper stickers on backpacks um, It's some, you know, lines. It's a letter or a word, om. It's a word. And if you quiz somebody on this, they'll say, well, uh, this is the sound, like a word is audible. It's the sound of the universe creating itself. Now, honestly, when I first read that, I had to leave the room to suppress laughter. Yeah, I'm sorry, I, mean, I know that's crude and very boorish of me, but it's, you know, the sound of the universe creating itself. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, they're kind of close to something there. The Bible does say uh, there is an, au- you know, word is communication, it's, it can be audible, but it's personal. That's the big difference. They want to tell us that this force is impersonal. And the exciting thing is, it's not. (laughs) It's a person. Uh, And this word became flesh. so, wow, who is Jesus? Who is he? He's the the concentrated, personal embodiment of all the divine thoughts. So when he says, in the beginning was the word, that's what he's talking about. Jesus is information. There's truth. It has a pattern to it. it. It's it's biased. It's in a direction. It's it's self-defined. God's not waiting around hoping that you can define him. You know, God as you define him. I mean, it's ridiculous. He defines himself. He's very capable of that. Uh, thirdly, Jesus is with God and this is that next phrase, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Here he is describing this relationship between God the Father and God the Son. He's with him for eternity. God is, is one and, and plural. We, we believe he's the Trinity. And he, the Son is with him they are not together, they are, they're separate, but they're equal. I know this gets terribly complicated, uh, because, it, well, like I said, I think it was last week, do you really want to fully understand your God? Like, you know, the ingredients of milk? <laughs> no, uh, it, it's, it, well, actually the ingredients of milk are way too complex for any of us to understand. And the, the reality of God is way too complex. We'll spend eternity marveling at who he is. And, and in this eternity, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now, the church struggled with this in its early years because some people came up with false teachings about this, and in um, 300 and 400, uh, there were some really strong false teaching about it. And as a result of that, the church got together and studied the Word, and the theologians carefully weighed this out and worked it out to find out exactly what the Bible's saying. And they came up with what we call as the Athanasian Creed, Athanasian Creed. And just, I think it was this morning, yes, I posted it on our website. Um, You can go and read it. I'm going to read a little bit of it, uh, because it really puts this very clearly, I think. And it's interesting, Athanasian. If you put an N in front of it, that's Nathan. And then the last part is Asian. Nathan-Asian. So if you want to know how to spell it, it's Athanasian. Athanasian Creed. Let me read a, a few words from this, okay? And th- this, it uses the word Catholic here. And it's not capital C Roman Catholic. It means uh, universal, um, the Christian faith, the Orthodox faith of which we are a part. We believe that. It says, whoever this, let me read a few lines if you will uh, let me, whoever will be saved before all things it is necessary that he hold the Catholic faith, again small c, which faith except everyone do keep whole and undefiled without doubt he shall perish everlastingly. That's really harsh, but that's the reality. If you turn your back on the truth of God, you will perish everlastingly. There's there's no other covenant. Uh, There's one new covenant, which is the means of salvation. And the Catholic faith is this again, small c. The Catholic faith is this that we worship one God in Trinity and Trinity in unity, neither confounding the persons nor dividing the substance. For there is one person of the Father, another of the Son, and another of the Holy Spirit. But the Godhead of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit is all one, the glory equal, the majesty co-eternal, such as the Father is, such is the Son, such is the Holy Spirit. The Father uncreated, the Son uncreated the Holy Spirit. Uncreated. See, that's what John is saying here. Jesus wasn't created. Uh, in the beginning, he was there with the Father. Let me read a few more lines of this Athanasian Creed. The Father incomprehensible. The Son incomprehensible. The Holy Spirit incomprehensible. The Father eternal. The Son eternal. The Holy Spirit eternal. And yet, they are not three eternals but one eternal. As also there are not three uncreated, nor three incomprehensible, but one uncreated and one incomprehensible. So likewise, the Father is almighty, the Son almighty, and the Holy Spirit almighty. And yet, they are not three almighties, but one almighty. So the Father is God, the Son is God, and the Holy Spirit is God. And yet, they're not three gods. This is so important, because when you say, I believe in the Trinity, people say, oh, well, you're, you believe in three gods. No, the Bible clearly says there's one God. He's complex. He exists in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Uh, anyway, I'm going to stop there. It goes on and on, and I, like I said, you can, you can Google it yourself, but I put it on our, our church's web page as well. Good reading, good clarification of these in issues. Jesus is with God, and he was God. He didn't become God. He never lost his nature as God. He is God. God is one. Now, that's the basic nature of Jesus. We kind of go fast here in a slow way. <laughs> Let's look at the, the, uh, the therefore What's, what are some logical responses to this? If, if there's a bias in nature, you know, ask yourself, why is it that one plus one is two? Is that, an, is that a subjective truth? Like, well, whatever you want it to be. No, no, it's, it's objective. It's outside of us. There's a bias. There's a warp and a woof to God's creation. And, and it's the word... The everlasting reason, the the person of Jesus Christ. Therefore, he has unlimited capability, this word. Therefore, he has unlimited resources. Therefore, he is the information source about God. the, The Bible says in these last days, God has spoken to us in his son or by his son. What could be better? the the god himself the word of god came to reveal god it's the perfect revelation you don't need any other you don't need an updated version it's it's perfect and complete he is the word he is the bias he is the information about god um, we i emphasize this because so many times in the history of the earth It still goes on air every day today in the Muslim faith, for example. They say, well, the New Testament's pretty good, but we've got the new edition. We've got what Muhammad gave us, which is better information. The Mormon organization, same thing. We have more information. We have new information. We have a new bias. And no, Jesus Christ is the word, (laughs) the final word. That word of God says, in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son. He is the information about God. He is God. Now let's look at the rest of this little text uh, today and we'll be coming back to this again uh, because there's great information here. But a little bit more here. He was in the beginning with God. He wants to make that very clear. Um, they're, They're separate. It's not... Oneness, uh, uh, there's two that are one. He was in the beginning with God. Verse 3 All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. He's the absolute creator of all. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it basic function of the word. What is the basic function of the word? First of all, he's the creator. As I said earlier, why is it that 1 plus 1 is 2? Why is it that 2 plus 2 is 4? 2 times 2 is 4? Why is that? Well, the logos, the word, created it. And he is involved in all creation. Turn with me to uh, Colossians chapter 1. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. This is a fantastic passage of scripture, worthy of much meditation. It says, he is the, this is verse 15, speaking of Jesus Christ, he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. Doesn't that sound like, wait a minute, wasn't he born then in creation? No, it's talking about uh, the preeminent one in the family see what it says next for by him all things were created not all other things all things were created by him Uh, remember john said nothing was made except through him so he he wasn't created by him all things were created in heaven and on earth visible and invisible where the thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities all things were created through him and for him and he is before all things and in him all things hold together he i've said this several times he's the one holding this pulpit together he's the one in some way that i can't understand incomprehensible but the molecular structures are held together by him and there's something wonderful about this too, because of the remember the, the, the information, the bias, uh, the reality that he is the word in this word he holds all things together. This means to uh, place together, to recommend to favorable attention, to place in a s- striking point of view. all things are held together by him. Uh, they are permanently framed to him. He, they possess consistence in the word who is Jesus. He is the creator. He is life. And this is the part, I confess, because we're running out of time, we'll have to come back to. <laughs> we will definitely. This is one of the themes of the Gospel of John. He is the life, and the life was the light of men. He's the hope of God. He's the possibility in our darkness. This has first, I mean, Genesis 1 echoes as well because it says, in the beginning God created and he said, let there be light and the light shined into the darkness. Jesus shines into the darkness. He's the life. Jesus shines into the darkness. He shines into our darkness. He gives us hope and possibility and he is not overcome. He says the darkness has not overcome it. You might think it is. Look, well, they defeated him, but it has not. Do not count him out. We declare the Lord's death until he comes. At that point, he won't need us to declare his death anymore. He'll declare his own uh, with a trumpet to back it up. He is not overcome. So here's some therefores. This is logic. What do we do with this? Therefore, Jesus is omnipotent. He's created everything and he sustains everything by his knowledge and information. He's omnipotent. Oh, I'm sorry, that's a Latin word meaning all-powerful. Most of you knew that, but omnipotent, omnipotent. That's Jesus. He's all-powerful. He is our source of life and light, as the text says he is the victor he is not overcome therefore we worship him what's what's the response first worship and praise him you know bow before him uh, without revealing any names we have some wonderful wonderful children we, our children are awesome but uh, i guess from their mother they're sinners no. <laughs> no, 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 from me, you know, they're all from us. They're, they're sinful kids, and, and, and when you have young teenagers, uh, they start to realize that mom and dad are, are far from perfect, <laughs> and they make mistakes, and they say things that are, sometimes we make mistakes when we say stuff, and we sound silly. Um, and so teenagers pick that up real fast, and they begin to start to snicker and to sort of like, ah, look, Dad, you know, Dad's an idiot. We finally found this out, you know. <laughs> and, and you have to deal with this basic level. You know, kids, one of the basic commands of God is honor your mother and father, right? It's a basic command. And they struggle with that. It's, it's hard for them, uh, but it's a command from Scripture. And what, what's my point? This is my point. I think most of us have an issue of honoring Jesus Christ and we forget who he is and he is absolutely perfect and we rebel we whine we complain we act like he can't see us we act like he's not powerful enough to trust with our problems you know so we we take on our own anxiety and and we should be worshiping him and praising him and trusting him all the time we worship him we serve him very minor advertisement if you're free on wednesday nights at six o'clock six o'clock we have a little bible study in the fellowship um, in the fireplace room we started the book of jude uh, this past week and we're, we're going to finish it this week jude the cool thing is jude and james in the bible they were both uh, half brothers of jesus you know genetically half connected they were the sons of mary and both of them had became uh, to christ after the resurrection. They came to believe in Jesus completely. And both of them were great servants of the church. And both of them lived a good long time and then wrote the Bible. I mean, I like to write a blog, you know, and I was so excited, like, somebody read my blog. you know, It's amazing. But can you imagine how heady it is to be used by the Holy Spirit to write the Bible? It's fantastic. But both of them, right, in the very first few words, they say, I'm a slave of the Lord Jesus Christ, my, my big brother. <laughs> I'm a slave. They don't even put it out there. Hey, hey, I'm the brother of Jesus. Listen to me, you know. They say I'm a, it's, the word, Greek word is doulos. I'm owned. And, and that's the appropriate response, you know. I, I'm saying to my teenagers, you, you've got to honor your mother. You know, she's amazing. She's your mother. Honor her for heaven's sakes. For the sake of God, honor her. And and this is much bigger. You know, who is Jesus? Who is the word? He's the, the loving all creator, logos of eternity. We should serve him however he wants to, to, to have us. Whatever you want for me, Lord, your will, your will, I must do. That's service. Live for him. And we place our confidence in him. That's a reasonable response to this information. Let's pray. Father, as we've just taken a few minutes to introduce ourselves to these great words, uh, we pray, O oh Father, that your word would be burned into our heart and soul and that we would live for Jesus Christ today. And if there's any in our presence who haven't really even come to Christ at all, that Lord, in your special grace, you would convict them of their sin right now, that they would realize they need to come to jesus and confess their sins and receive the offered uh, total forgiveness and total washing and cleansing uh, of the blood of jesus right now and that they would live for you from this day forward move in hearts lord and move in all of our hearts we confess we're too much like re- rebellious uh, little kids that we, we forget our context We forget the the basic bias of all reality, this wonderful reality that you are the truth. And we, we rebel and we complain. Oh, Father, forgive us. You are almighty. We want to worship you. We want to serve you. We want to live for you. We want to trust you. Amen.